We could pass these around, everyone. Good morning, everyone. We are learning in the month of ER, sponsored by Nathan uh, Malka and Avi Sternberg in honor of the Schut of Living in Eretz Yisrael and their anniversary month. I also learn Nishmat Nachum Shimon Ben Abitzchak Aryeh by his children and grandchildren, Feigenbaum family, Leilu Nishmat Chaim Yisachar Ben Yechiel Zaidel Dov. Zichonu Livracha. Okay. Baruch Atah Adinai Elohim Shakol Niyadigbar. All right, we have, we have a, a lot to get to, and I want to just jump into it. Basically, we've been spending the last few weeks going over and over and over again the opening, the opening statement of Reb Tzadokokoyen in Tzidkat HaTzadik. Again, we're learning that first, that first paragraph again, which, why are we doing this? Because it really will, it's really been giving us a broader understanding, a deeper and a more fundamental Havana, just like a, a complete, a, a beautiful way of understanding this Chiddush of Rav Tzadok, about his whole Torah and his whole approach, and I believe it is one of the most lemaiser, like, like, like to do things, to do types of, type of teachings. It's not just, it's not this theory, this is lemaiser. You'll see that this, in every area in our lives, this is a very practical teaching. Every, in any area, in any subject. I'm going to read the first paragraph again, because this is the third time we're doing this. Third, not this year, but the third time we're doing this Chazara, because it'll, it'll basically be a reminder of a lot of the things we've been learning, and it's very, very important. So, Reb Tzadik begins like this in Sitka Satzadik. It says like this, Reshit knisat ha'adam l'avodat Hashem tzarich liyot bechipazon. We started learning this right before Pesach. Because this Torah, we showed, this is not just about Pesach. This is about any type of Yitzia, any type of getting out of somewhere stuck. It, wasn't, it seems like it's only about Pesach, it's about anything. The beginning of a person's entry into the service of Hashem must be fast. Like we saw when we first came out of Egypt, that first night when we ate the Korban Pesach, when did, when did we have to eat it? That night. Velo Pesach Dorot, but not afterwards. Pesach Dorot, which means for the Pesachs after that, where then you ate the Korban Pesach throughout the seven days. The Tzadok HaKoyin says, you want to understand Yiddishkeit? That's everything in a nutshell. Why? Mipnei she'atchala lenatek atzmo mikol ta'avot olam hazeh shehu mekushar bahem. The beginning. The beginning process is to disconnect yourself from any type of lusts. He hasn't, he's not just talking here about Yetzirah. It's a reference to any of the places that just make us stuck, feel stuck. You got to disconnect yourself from all these places that you, you have this, like, yiskashos to, and, and, and get yourself out of it. Tzarich second to bottom line, Tzarich lishmor harega, you got to take advantage of that moment where you feel a calling, where you feel an awakening, and use it to get out and jump in to where you want to go and want to be. Maybe you'll have atzlacha. 
And after you initially did this jump, this is very important, then again you start the process of a bit more ragua, a bit calmer, slower, like we have the din regarding Pesach Dorot. What was one of the main chidushim that we were learning from this Ma'amar of Reb Shabtai Rappaport? We were learning that he says like this, the world, the Torah world, looks at the story of Pesach Mitzra, of, of the first Pesach, and it says, listen, they were so low, they were so connected to Tumah, that it was basically a totally bidiyavid situation, and this is the only way they can get out, it had to be fast, but really we don't hold like that. Because what does a Jew have to do? He has to be a chacham, he has to think properly, he has to do things with Yishuv Adat, they have to do it, you know, Hakol Ragua, calculated, you know, all, all the things that, all the things that um, we are told allude to a person that is mindful and of himself, of herself. And Reb Tzadok HaKoyen is saying, that's not, that's not the story. Pesach, the story of Pesach was not B'dyevet. It was Lechatchila like this. This is the Lechatchila situation that every person has to approach when you have to make a decision in life. And when you hear a calling. Because he says, what happens when I listen to the voice that says, think, think, introspect, internalize, get ready, be confident, and then make a decision What's the first thing, and usually the only result of that? No decision. Even if it's the best thing in the world. Marriage, moving home, buying the right house, going to the right schools, yeshiva, anything. Yeah, that's when I said coming home. Yeah. Come on, you're the best example. If you would have thought too much, you know. Any of us, any, 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 any of us right? So Reb Tzadok is saying his shita is w- usually what happens to anyone that's under the assumption that to make that... Now he's talking about initial stages, okay? Initial stages, meaning that moment of the calling, the aha moment. Like we learned the last few weeks, if I think about it too much, I will never get to where I really want. That we were in haste. Right, 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 right. It's a bad... It's, but Reb Tzadok is saying all those things, the, the way Hashem designed it, was that all those things were in place, not bedieved. Not, oh, well, things were really bad, we didn't have time. We learned, that's the opening line. We know the opening line. We, open, we know the opening, the, the opening paragraph. Now, Rav Tzadok Koyen over here is going to be showing to us that even though he learned in the base medrash of the Ishbitzer, and the Ishbitzer learned by the Kotzker, Tzadok does not necessarily really align in this Mahalach with the Kotzker Rebbe's Shita. Now, what's the Kotzker Rebbe's Shita? If, you, if I say the word Kotzk, What's another word that you always hear when I say Kotsk? What would be another word when you think about the Kotsk Rebbe that would des- de- define the world of Kotsk in one word? Don't be scared. You, you, it's not a trick question. Anyone that has ever heard of the Kotsk Rebbe knows. Yeah. Any, could be. What else? Screaming. <laughs> Screaming, yeah. <laughs> could be. Discipline. 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 I think that that the, you know, those words together come out with saying the Kotzker, his Indian was emet, adasof. How can a person be emet with a decision that he didn't really think through? How? How could you say? Reb Tzadok is saying, how can a person be emet with a decision that he actually did think through? 
And we'll see, we'll understand today's share like this. Poatem ro'im shezenira keneged arab mikotzk. So it seems that what we, the way we're, we're understanding is that it is not really the sheet of the Kotzker Rebbe. Hu Omer, the Kotzker Rebbe says, Adam צריך לעבוד על נקודת האמת ולראות אם מה שהוא עושה זה בסדר. person has to work on the nekuda of truth. Am I true with what I'm doing? Or am I true with what I'm about to do? And to see if it's okay. ולזקק את הדברים היטב. לזקק, you know what I mean? זיקוק. Purify, refine these things thoroughly. וממש לחכות כמו האורז שמנפים אותו. And to wait like when you, how do you say, nipui, sifting through rice. Omer HaKohen, ma piton? Kshata matkhil, ata lo shuel shayelot vata nikhnas. When you start something, you can't ask too many questions. You go in. Why? Because it is clear that the more questions you ask on the first jump, there's no way you'll continue walking. You'll hear all the rational reasons that say you're not ready for this. Be real. Be real. Now, who in their right mind can say they're ready to be a spouse? On a level of emet. Let's take it further. Who in their right mind can actually say on the level of emet, I am ready to be a parent? On the level of emet, on the level of kotsk. No one can. And whoever says that is crazy. And Rabbi Tzadok knows this. That's why he says you can't, don't ask. Can't ask. When it comes to the big things, those moments where you jump, those moments that are the defining moments, you cannot ask those questions too much because the, the sound you'll hear will be a very convincing, in the name of truth, you're not ready for this yet. Now he says like this, Rappaport. ואם יש בזה חוצפה כלפי שמיא, שאומרים לו, מי אתה בכלל שתעבוד את הקדוש ברוך הוא, שיהיה, and even if you hear a voice from שמיים that's saying, who do you think now, who do you think you are to consider yourself to be a, someone that's worthy of serving God? Have you done all the intro courses first to be a person that's worthy of serving God? So, so Rabbi Rapport is saying, the name of Rabbi Tzadok, let it be, you'll hear those voices, let it be. עכשיו כמובן, שלפי זה, ההבדל שיש בין פסח מצרים להמשך שקרה במהלך הדורות, ההבדל הוא בכך שפסח מצרים, הקדוש ברוך הוא ציווה אותו. אז לא היה חוצפה כלפי שמיא. אבל הלקח הוא אותו הלקח, שצריך להיכנס לחיפזון. What is he saying? Where did Am Yisrael have the holy chutzpah to actually do what they did the night of leaving Egypt, to feel like they're on the level to be free people? Unless... So therefore, he says, you could say, listen, Hashem told them. Hashem told them that they should do this. So it wasn't such a chutzpahdik decision. So how are we learning out, you know, everything that we're learning out from this by based on that? Based on that, it wasn't such a chutzpahdik decision. God told them to do it, so they did it. But Tzadok is saying, but, that, but Hashem is saying, if you hear really deep and you, you quiet out the world, that's the platform, that's... The, you do it even today because Hashem is still telling you, jump, run. That was the design. That's the layout. The way it happened then is the layout for any Yitziat Mitzrayim personally in anyone's life. It's because Hashem is actually calling you and telling you, you're right, on your own, if you would think you're on the level, 
Probably not. Listen, there's a beautiful song. Hanasar, you'll know, you know this song very well. It's an old, I don't know who wrote it. You probably know who wrote it. Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. I will never forget you. I will never forget. I will never forget, right? Listen to my, there's, listen, what? Because I learned that from Reb David of Hashanah. Listen to my heart's meaning. The heart has a nigan. What's the, what's the heart's nigan aligned with? With Hashem telling Am Yisrael to leave Mitzrayim that night, even though they're not ready. When I'm aligned to the nigan of my heart, whenever I approach an opportunity to go into Kedusha, I will hear that same nigan. I will hear that same voice. I, will, I, I have to be really, I have to be a real pnimi. We keep on coming back to this word. A real, real pnimiyid in order to do these things. And this doesn't, even though Nachon, God told them, guess what? God told Am Yisrael also to keep Shabbos. Do I hear Hashem telling me to keep Shabbos today? Hopefully. Hopefully. Again, the design was, the way it was back then, is for future. Everything in our future, this is how you go about things. Now he continues. Omer Eb Tzadok, Meaning, all the parenting courses before you become a parent. You can go to all the seminars in the world, right? And then that moment your baby comes and you say, now I'm ready. You're, you're, you're push at the fool. Even when they're 18 and you say you're ready, you're a fool, right? Everyone always, sometimes I have conversations with people and I... Like, I don't know if I'm ready to be a father. I was like, listen, I'm Chazde Hashem, a father of five children. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not ready. Who's ready for these things? It's light. It's, it's a gift from Hashem that's a calling that's saying, jump in. That's a that's very common thing. I mean, most of the world is like that. Well, that would calm you down. Nahon. If you realize that, I think, if you realize that you didn't have to know everything first. Yeah. Vulnerability, meaning it's very vulnerable. Uh, I think it's crazy that people see that way. Like, who, who's who? Meaning who drew... Society, no, society to a certain extent with Western values of success, mm-hmm. I think has very much told us to think that way. It's the way the educational system is more or less built. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big tikkun where, you know, Hasidus is a, is a tikkun. The Baal Shem Tov was, was trying to, you know, re, he was trying this 250 years ago. And, and this, I think this is a very fundamental, that's why we're, why are we harping on this piece for so many? Because this is a very big yesod. You know what happens when you realize that it's sheker? You know what you become? Free. He, we didn't get to it yet. It's no, 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 no. It's part of this ma'amar. He says, and look at what kept us out of Eretz Yisrael. And look at why we still have Tisha B'Av till today. Because of this exact thing. Look at the miragling. 
Yeah, well, there's a lot more to this piece. We're doing a piece, and there's no way in the world we're going to get past even like a third of what we have for today, but I already printed for the next few weeks. Mamash kacha. Mamash kacha. It's such a good deal, what you said. You understand why? We can just, we'll go into it for a second now, and we'll see it inside later. Why is Chaitan, want to explain, why is Chaitan Meraglim really the, the heart of what we're speaking about? What do you think they felt about themselves when they came back and reported what they reported? Responsible. Responsible. Doing the right thing. Responsible. And look what happened. They probably felt like the most responsible adults in any story in the Torah. More, think about it. Who are they? They're the Rebbes. They were the Rebbes. They were the greatest. Nevim. They, they, the, they were giants. They were the giants. They probably felt they were the most responsible people in the world. But again, I want to emphasize, the story of the Miraglim is a perfect example because it's about the jump into the unknown. But after you jump into the unknown, then even Reb Tzadok says, just like Pesach Dorot, now sit with it. Now go b'mitinut again. Don't worry, you'll have to jump again like we said last week. But again, like jump into it. I mean, I think my, my mind keeps on going to Eishat Torah whenever we learn this, this teaching about the students that, you know, that jump or into any Balchuva program. I just keep on thinking about there, like, to go in. I jump in, but then, like, okay, now I'm in. Now let's see, what's, let's see what this is really all about. And I'm so shalem or shlema with that initial decision, like marriage, right? I don't think it's because I was parenting, right? I don't think it's because I was parenting for us before. You have to. Right. But the world says the opposite. The world says no. But if you actually have the chutzpah to bring a child into heaven, I'm having this conversation now with a good friend of mine whose sister has come to the moral decision that they are not bringing children into the world, they, and they feel so responsible. Huh? Moral. They feel no, but they, they the mama. I'm, I'm saying like not. They. It's a. It's a. It, they're not pretending. They really. My friend's sister really feels like this is mamash a responsible approach to 2023. Um, then my my friend asked his sister, "So, what would you what, did, what would you have told Ima when she was thinking of bringing you into the world? Yes or no?" So what's she saying? No. That's the end of the world. So it seems that to continue the world is to do what Reb Tzadik is saying. Because I'll, I'll get stuck in that thought, pro- again, regarding the initial things, of, right? I have to be very clear. Because you could, you could misunderstand this Torah. And this Torah, you could say, I have to just jump about on everything. No. But it's about the real, the main game changer things, you have to jump. Even if we had a, we had a family staying with us a few weeks ago that was really thinking about, about uh, moving back home to Eretz Yisrael. And, and, um, and I, I think we were, we were saying to them, by Shalashir's time, I was saying, listen, even if this all adds up to come home and move here, you're still going to have to jump. Like even, when, even when it all makes sense, you're still going to have to jump. Afterwards, you sit and you try, and then you start the learning, the deeper learning process. All right, let's move forward. Omer Tikanes la vodatashem, go into avodatashem. Plomal. 
ההחלטה על הזהות העצמית שלך, the decision regarding your self-identity, מי אתה, האם אתה פקיד בבנק, או שאתה עושה דבר כזה או דבר אחר, ההחלטה שאתה עבד השם צריכה להיות החלטה בחיפזון, the decision regarding self-identity. That when someone asks you who you are, and the answer is an Eved Hashem, that can only come from the place of jumping through. I saw this firsthand, I shared this many years ago. I was with Toby Kram in New York for Shabbos at a table, at a Shabbos table Friday night that was from here until the end of the room and back, surrounded by people that are making more money than any of us ever knew that even existed. Now, you, you all know that Toby's a businessman, right? He's not a... But we were talking all week when it comes to self-identity. Like, what do you say when someone says, what do you do? Like, what do you do? And, and obviously the answer is usually we give is, this is how I make money. But when someone says, what do you do? You answer based on how you make money. That's usually the answer in the world, right? I said, wouldn't it be amazing if like, we actually said what we, what we feel like we're doing? Yeah, that's what I do to make money, but you know what I'm really doing? So... They asked Toby, we're sitting at the head of the table, I said, he said, oh, so what, what, do, you, what do you do? And I kicked him really hard, he was like, do it, say it. And he said, um, I am a, a cardiac circumciser. I mean, I do cardiac circumcision, yeah. Or, that means opening the heart, right? right? They, it was the, one of the highest moments we've ever had. The faces around the table. It was unbelievable. And it changed the whole mahalach of the evening. The whole mahalach of the evening. It's like, because some of these guys knew that he has a hedge fund and everything. And that's what he says. What do you do? Yes. My, but the hachlata to say that that's what I do? If you think too much? En sikui. En sikui. Do you mind? Pass me a, a tissue, if you don't mind. Thank you. Okay, we're on. Again, ההחלטה שאתה עבד השם צריכה להיות החלטה בחיפזון. אם אתה תחשוב מה המשמעות של עבד השם, ומה זה אומר, ומה זה דורש, ואם אתה לא יכול, אם אתה יכול לעשות את זה, לא ילך. Like, if you stop with that, and you contemplate the meaning of what does it mean to, to be an עבד השם, what does it demand? That's the real thing. What does it demand? And if you can do it, לא ילך. It won't go for you. אתה צריך להחליט שאתה עבד השם מעכשיו לעכשיו ולהיכנס לעבודה ולהתייצב אצל הקדוש ברוך הוא לעבודה, לומר הנני, אני נמצא כאן, עכשיו נתחיל לעבוד. The way, when it comes to עבודת השם, is not asking questions, even if you think from Hashem, the answer is get out of here, because what do we have from the Gemara? Anything the Balabai tells you to do, you have to do when you're in someone's house, besides one thing. Do you know this Gemara? It's a famous statement. Anything that the Balabai tells you to do when you're in someone's home, you have to do, besides one thing. If they tell you to leave, you don't have to leave. So we're a guest in Hashem's home. He can tell us a million things, and we have to do all of them, besides one thing. If you hear the voice that says, get out of here, this is not for you, even, even Hashem, we have a raya on Hashem, because the Gemara says, no, <laughs> sorry, can't. Why? Chazal told us, even if the Baalabai tells you to get out, I'm still here. Now, when, when will you hear the voice that says, This is not for you. When, when, but when will you hear this? 
I don't know, but saying before you decided, I'm talking about in the process that we're speaking about right now. When will you probably hear this voice of get it, get, when you're overthinking? When you're overthinking, you will hear that voice. Mama, you will hear that voice. You're going to hear it. This is the first thing. You show up for work and say, hey, I'm here. Yalla, let's start. Why is this the first thing? Where is this coming from and where is it going? says, he's quoting back into the initial statement, and they're the first time here Because in order to disconnect yourself from those things that keep you stuck, those desires and lusts that just have such a stronghold on you. You gotta guard that moment. Where you have this, this awakening from Hashem. What is Reb Tzadok saying? That a person can leave all the things that are... That Keep him stuck in this world. If a person thinks they have a chance of getting out of the way our minds are, are programmed, and to a certain extent, I, you know, it may be just human nature, it also may be what human nature did with the way society is structured in terms of what's important in this world, right? That the nonsense is really important. If you think you can come to this conclusion on your own, to jump into the world of being an Eved Hashem, which means calling out the Sheker of the world, you're fooling yourself. You can't. You can't. Show me one person that did. That doesn't mean dying. It means leaving. When he says, he's not referring to dying. He's just, he means leaving what the world has defined as success. Important. A person that actually decides to leave it, you know why? What, is, what does that mean? It's only because he's being summoned. He has a calling. Just like they did that first night we left Egypt. Now, the avoda of this, of this ma'alach would be now, how do I hear the calling? Were you about to ask that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> how, 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 how do I hear the calling? How do, how do I, how do I, like a, a friend of mine always, define, Cliff used to say, how do I, um, like, you know, with, today everything is uh, what he calls buttons, but it used to be that to get to the right frequency, you had to actually like use a little bit of, of, of that's a little bit of finger movement, right? Today it's just you know, seek and it finds, uh, turning the knob, yeah. Um, h- h- how do we do that? Like that's, that's the real avoda of this. Yeah. Uh, we, but that's what we did. La- was it last week we did then? Uh-huh. Or two weeks ago? Nachon, Nachon. We did that, Nachon. And, um, and 
Maybe, I mean, for you, it could be. Whatever word works, I, you know what I mean? It could be. Yeah, um, why? Yeah, because I feel like intuition is But how do I know that the intuition won't, isn't tricking me? Chet exactly. like, is intuition. That, that's why I'm nervous about coining it, because intuition, quite frankly, is what leads me to think more. In this context, you have to, meaning like, to become to become an Eved Hashem, you have to have a leap of faith. Yeah, jump. Yeah, nachon, hundred percent. The intuition is without fear, so maybe that's the distinction. Ah. Chet Ha'egel, they were afraid. So what was getting them to act the way they were acting was based on fear to some extent. Intuition is without fear. But does intuition always imply immediate action? No, it doesn't have to be immediate action. It just means that you're tuned into something. Right, but this is but this tireless is about action. That's the thing. Meaning that's what I'm nervous about. Meaning I could have a lot of intuition and it could but I could it could still unless I leap, unless I jump with all the with all the the very special intuition, until that jump happens, what was the what does it give me? That's why we have to define. Are we saying that the calling is intuition today? That's much better than, than impulsive. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I love about when this happens in a shir? It's like the Gemara, when you see this, like, you, you get to a place, and then in shir, people start asking, like, a million shilas, and then the Rav says, just... You know, read the next line because it's it's right there. But no, this is I wanted I, I want to discuss these things first outside. But this is exactly what this next paragraph is is is, is prepping us for. What, what is it? I, I want to identify the calling. That, that's really what what, what my rutzon is. I want to identify the calling that is not coming chas v'shalom from the other side. That's coming to set me up for failure. So how do I identify this calling and be very I guess you were saying intuition is without fear. But the thing is, the problem is, I guess, is that there is no way of doing anything real in this world if I'm waiting to not have any pachad in order to do it. Like, I, I, to quote a, a poet who keeps on getting quoted in this shir for years, Rabbi Eviatar Banai, in his song Matanot, he has a, a line that says, Al tefached me'apachad. Love that. The moment in which you feel that intuition, in my mind at least, there's not fear in that moment. Meaning there's a certain knowing that is not from up here. It's, it's, it's here. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah I understand. The fear might come after when you're like, oh my gosh, I have to act on this intuition, I have to jump. The fear right. might come then. But in the moment of intuition, there is no fear. There's a knowing right. that's very, very deep. 
think I'm a channel. So I, I feel like they're the same thing, but I wonder, like I was wondering about it's the voice, meaning because the voice of the neshama never lies. The voice of the neshama is aligned right. with the nekuda pnimis of emet. It's not tainted. That's why I have a... It's interesting. Reb um, used to use this language, and, and a friend pointed out that it's a little bit problematic, and it's going, I'm here to fix my soul. Does a soul need fixing? Well, we have a concept called tikkun ha-neshamas, right? But the soul... Is elokai neshama shenatata bi tehorai? So it's very. Uh, what is, I'm not sure if it's the the soul knows. Like the soul, the soul is chelik elokamima. No, whatever. It's just maybe it's just I'm just I'm just uh, being didactic um, with words. But the voice of the soul is our teacher. Our great, I think that's what the PSS Rebbe was saying in Chovat Atalmidim, in his sefer to to kids to children. He was saying, listen, and and. When we got to, when I was learning this with our with our mechora, this was like a very, and she remembers this, you know, this nekuda very well. He's telling to, he's telling children repeatedly. Listen, at the end of the day, you are your greatest mechanech. Now, I don't think he meant like what he was saying was like, look, you could fool everyone and all the teachers and every rebbeim, but really, you know, you have to be disciplined. But I always felt he, he means is like. You are your great meaning. You, you being connected to your nekuda pnimit is the greatest hadracha for life than anyone else. So maybe how he's going to show us here is that if we learn, maybe the rest of Reb Tzadikah Cohen's Torahs is basically telling us how to implement Aleph, uh, you know, Tzadikah Tzadik Aleph, like the world of Reb Tzadikah Cohen's teachings is basically how to how to both intellectually by you know bypass it. And get and be one and aligned with the sound, the voice of Rana because without that, I'm going to keep on bumping into walls. I'll never get to what I really want to do in this world. I'll never be with who I really want to be. I'll never do what I really want to do, because I'm always going to be stuck in in one step before reaching where I really want to be. Why? <laughs> right, chassidus. Yeah, you meant chassidus or just this, this piece? Let's see. Let, let, let's let's see the next paragraph. Let's just see one more paragraph. Mamash, one more. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see where, where he takes this. We're just going to do one more paragraph. מאיפה יש לאדם את העוצמה ללכת ולעשות ולהתקרב לעבודה של הקדוש ברוך הוא? If we ask ourselves, where does a person have the strength to go and do and get close to the service of God? התשובה, כי הקדוש ברוך הוא קורא לו ומזמין אותו. So the answer is, it's Hashem inviting him. That's the only way you can understand someone approaching Hashem. Usually, you know, it's, it's an Hashem's anava. How does he make it seem? In, in God's ultimate uh, humility, how does God make it seem like that, the, the picture? Right? I did this. I chose this. But really, Hasidus tells you, you don't come in unless you're invited. So if you did come in, it's because you were invited. I got out of my own way what Hashem is. That's the deepest. But initially, we don't think like that. Well, Nadav and Aviyu. Huh? Nadav and Aviyu. They're a great example. You're right, that's a great example. Like, 
really, humanly speaking, it's, it, it's not at all shaykh that a person should contemplate whether they should come close to God or not on their own. It's only really coming from a calling. Achshav, hanekudahi, now what's the point here? Chalon ha'izdamnuyot shekorim lecha hu chalon tsar me'od. This is a very depressing statement. He's saying the window of opportunity when that calling happens, right, based on the way he's saying over here, is pretty narrow. It doesn't happen all the time. Now, some schools of thought say that's not true. It happens every single second. What I think, to, what I, what I think he means here is that, that the calling happens and you have an opportunity to hear it. You're always invited. But that the opportunity to hear the invite and the opportunity to accept the invite is very narrow. That window of opportunity, that window of time is very narrow. Korim lecha tikanes. You got invited. You, you, you got to just walk in. Who knows when you'll hear this again. Al tachshob pa'amayim v'kasha korim lecha tikanes. V'chi yata choshev shebemet shekorim lecha, omrim lecha bo tikanes, ma pitom? Now you, you think that when they're really calling you, they're telling you come inside? No. Zatomeret, Adam lo met Torah. Az ma ta choshev? Sheikh korim lecha? Shepitom alimud areva lecha? That suddenly you're going to love what you're learning? That's a lot of people have this problem. Like, okay, I jumped. I came in. How come it doesn't taste so sweet in here? Why did I do this? Why did I make this decision? So he's saying in the name of Rebbe like what you think that just because you came in, that now everything is just going to taste so perfect? He said, that's not how it works. Does it, make, does it say anything wrong about the decision you made if it doesn't taste so sweet right away? The other side, the rational mind wants to, wants you to think so. Hundred percent. Shepitom kima mitzvot, avodat Hashem niret davar kol kach hashuv ma'uti benachem. Well, you, now you're going to really feel that keeping mitzvahs and avodas Hashem seems like so essential in your eyes. Ma pitom? Ela shadam achlit ani tzarich limod, ani tzarich lavod akadosh bonchu. Af al pi shulo margish b'davar ze. Did you ever have, you ever have this, this, let's go now with the word intuition, okay? For now, this is perfect, I think. You ever have that intuition that you have to do something? Even though it doesn't taste so good? Even though it's not so fun? Even though you don't even really understand the essence of what you're engaging in, but you know you have to do it? So what, what enables you to move forward with such a, with such a, such a process? The, I would say the voice of the neshama that's guiding you and saying, you have to do this, to wait till everything tastes right and sweet and everything, that's for the chavah that never walked through the front door. And they're standing there saying from the other side, see, I told you so. I told you it's not going to taste so sweet. Sorry to go here, like the people that hear about their friends that made Aliyah and have troubles the first year. They won't say it, but there's a voice over there. I've, I've had these conversations many times. And we told you. We told you it'd be like this. Right? 
And this we, we need a lot of Rachmanah, like there's an Indian of David starting every morning by saying, Hashem Ha'arevna. I'm showing up. I decided to be a Yid today, so may, you may as well may, may, make it sweeter for me. That's where Tefillah comes in. We're in it. Hashem, I'm coming to Shul. It's going to be Shabbos. Like, please, Hashem, make Shabbos. Like, make it feel. Like, give me the taste of Shabbos so I could really keep on jumping towards you, over and over and over again. That's where Holy Chutzpah comes in. But we're not there yet in this piece. We are going to get there as well. So he says like this: the bottom line here. When I know that I have to do something. It's my intuition. That's a calling that you have from Shemaim when you know you have to do something. Even though it may not make sense, it tastes so good. Yeah, the chutzpah is here already. Hangasha. It's very hard for me to say that word in English. It could be access. But like accessing, deep down inside, even with chutzpah, you're saying, I'm going to go and serve Hashem. What's basically being, being called out here is a calling from heaven. You know, it's amazing. You know, today we look at all these people that were in Torah and Yiddishkeit, and then they decided to check out in the name of Emet. We look at them and we're like, wow, look how much, look how brave they were. Look how brave they were to not, you know, continue... Uh, living a, a a life that wasn't aligned with the inner them. I hear that all the time. I mean, it's it's a. I'm not saying it's a nice thing. It's a good thing. It's, you hear this a lot. Right? Look how brave. What about a person that's so brave that that is actually joining the the the, the world of, of of the brave Avramavinu bravery? Can you imagine if Avramavinu thought too much after Lech Lecha? Can you imagine? Asher Areka. I need to feel like the offices are in place for. I, I don't have kids yet, but my wife, she may need some help here. And Avram Avinu is saying this, right? I need to make sure the Revacha is set up for me. I'm 75. I'm not getting young. Like all these, all these, Mazet, to join the forces of being brave towards the unknown because my intuition is leading me towards a place that's saying, I have to be a service servant of God. Now, let me ask you what if a person's intuition tells them, I should not be a servant of Hashem. Intuition. Intuition's telling me, I shouldn't continue the traditions of the past. It's a new age. Intuition. How do I know? Tanya says it's not <laughs> the Torah. And Tanya says it's hidden under every, it's hidden in every Jew. It just has to be revealed. I'm, I'm obviously playing devil's advocate. I hope everyone realizes. That. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to the inner voice of saying, that's just not my derech. In the name of truth, name of warped kotsk. <laughs> right? In the name of the, this truth, no, Snicha. That's what we're seeing in the world today. Like what I'm describing to you is like outside of this little bubble, there's like a lot of these voices. You know? This is the most positive thing in the world for me to stop learning Torah. 
It is the most positive thing in the world from Chas V'Shanam. Right, I'm going to continue with this, though. It can be seen as the greatest doing in the world. True to yourself. All this lingo today. This whole lingo today. They would consider that much more asiyah than, than all the years spent in Avodat Hashem. No? I mean, is this Chinese to everyone? This is, this is the world. I mean, this is like... This is everywhere. That's why I'm, I'm asking this, obviously, to sharpen our understanding of hearing the kriya, of, of hearing the calling, and knowing that this is, this is, you know, the right thing. And how to jump. Yeah, you want to say, some, you want to say a lot of things, but... <laughs> yeah? Um, I was going to say this. I feel like, um, like when we read it, it's like, oh, we have But it's so funny because that's the, this is actually the first thing that in his safer. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I mean, I think he thought about. It. I think. I think. I still think even even Leifel because he's basing it on listening to the word of Hashem. I think that's what I wanted to get. That's what I'm just prepping this whole thing for. When did they jump? They didn't jump based on intuition. They jumped based on listening to the word of Hashem. That's the danger of, of using the word intuition. That's what I'm trying to, I just want to keep on. Why? Because Reb Tzodek is saying it wasn't intuition when it first happened. It was the word of Hashem. The way you will know to jump into something or not is by learning God's word more and more. Not by coming up with things on your own. We've seen giants fall because they didn't follow the word of it. They weren't davening over it's like they learned the word of Hashem. It wasn't sweet. Okay, I'm going to find something sweeter. A yid, a real yid, here's the word of God. It doesn't taste sweet. And then he goes into davening mode and saying, it's got to be, I got to hear this. You got to bring it down clearer to me. It's, you have to humble. It comes from anava. From mamish. With, with humbling yourself. That, the only way to hear the kriya, the makor of it, is anava. There's no way to hear the calling that gets you to jump unless you're humbling yourself. And all the other shitot that have, in the name of authenticity and intuition, gone the other way, when it's, it's in the name of sweetness and health and everything, it's usually, kimat always, there's, ego, there's, a lot, there's, there's a lot of ego stuff in there. It's a yesod. I like that much more. The, the way that Hashem is talking to... How do I get there? How do I know what Hashem is saying to me today? Yeah. By davening for it. It's not just by waiting for an enlightenment. Active prayer based on what I learn. That's why Reb Nachman said the Yisod of Chassid is to learn, then... No, sorry, is to daven, then learn, and then daven. Because it keeps you in check. Because if I don't daven over what I'm learning... 
my rational mind and what tastes good to me will start being the dictator of the authenticity of the information that I'm intaking. But when I move into tefillah zone, I boom, I humble myself right away with the world of holy information, which enables me to have what we are basically saying, even though the, you know, we, we built it up, of what holy intuition is. And he's going to continue to develop this. I'm just going to finish the, 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 this paragraph. זאת אומרת, הקריאה, second line, הקריאה היא לא תמיד שפותחים את הדלת ואומרים לאדם, או, מחכים לך, בוא תיכנס. Saying, hearing the calling is not that you jump and you're like, oh, we waited for you. Come inside, have a cup of coffee. That's not what it's necessarily going to feel like. אלא הקריאה היא דבר בנפשו של האדם, שאדם אומר, אני רוצה להיכנס. The calling, how does it manifest? Not by what's waiting for you from the outside, like where you're going to, but it's rather that inside there's an inner conviction of saying, it's me, I want to come in here. My ratzon is basically an answer to Hashem's kriya. So this is like very ishbitzi, very, very ishbitzi what he just did with this. ואפילו אם האדם אומר, אני אכנס דרך החלון, או שאפרוץ את הדלת, זה גם כן קריאה. And even if like a person, in order to get in, you have to do, you have to go from the other, you know, you have to like break through a window, or what did he say here? Or break the door down. What does that mean figuratively in, the, in, in this context? Yes, all the, yeah, meaning not just, okay, where do you sign up? I'm here. That sometimes could be it as well. But um, you, know, you know how many times people were thrown out of the Kotzka's base midrash when they wanted to come learn by him? And the whole Indian was, the Kotzka just said, I really wanted to just know how, how much you actually really want to be here. That's a certain mahalach. The other one is, come, there's cookies waiting for you. There's a room for that as well. But the kriya that Reb Tzadok is saying that will force you to join and jump, the inner conviction won't let anything in your way prevent you from doing it. There's no, nothing can break down that ratzon. There's nothing in front of you. According to the, the, the Reb Tzadok, that's how you know it's a, it's the, that's how you know it's mamash a kriya, it's a calling. We're going to continue. Adina, you're right. It is super dangerous to stop here, especially right now. We're going to next week continue to develop this concept, and again read the first paragraph again, and continue working on it next week. Bezrat Hashem. Uh, if you didn't write on the page, bring it back to me, and I'll I'll, I'll hold on to it. Okay.